what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are Agree to disagree. <laughs> We've got royal family updates. We've got Vanderpump updates. We've got bachelor updates. We also have depressing divorce updates. Who knows? But we've got lots of good stuff to talk about. We're not breaking news. We are not breaking the internet. We're discussing, and we are glad you're here to join us. Welcome to Chick Chat. I'm Mary Margaret, and that's Jeanette. How you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. We got lots of stuff to talk about. Like I said, we are not breaking news here. We're discussing things that we've we've had the opportunity, and a good opportunity, I think, to dwell on a little bit, think about, process, let things marinate a little bit. And now we're ready to discuss. So we are going to jump right into it because there are things to get to the bottom of here. First of all, I'm going to dive into the royal updates because we spent a whole episode talking about Megan and Harry, (sighs) Megan and Harry. And I said, Jeanette, you know, I'm going to call you out because, because, because after our episode aired. More stuff came out in the public. It did. Now we know a little more. And you admittedly <laughs> texted me and was like, eh, I don't know if I feel the same way. <laughs> so some things have changed, but I'm going to hit some highlights here. And then if there's anything you want to update us on, let's get to it. We're going to start with the awfully sad news um, that Prince Philip has passed away. He was 99 years old big, long, fancy life, had a lot of, um, a lot of supporters, a lot of people that appreciated him, gave up his own throne in order to marry Elizabeth and long stories, but, um, very sad news that he passed away. Um, the reports from the funeral were that, uh, Queen Elizabeth spent a lot of time by herself. She wrote a handwritten note to him and put it on the casket. Um, the He did have a COVID funeral, so only 30 members were allowed to attend. Uh, Harry did return for the funeral without Megan, who was not advised to do so by her doctor because of the pregnancy. Um, reports say, again, I'm breezing through this because then it's just going to all-encompassing have a discussion. Reports say that Harry and William had a discussion privately while he was visiting and around the funeral. However, they did not walk beside each other, which I don't understand why people are making a big deal out of that, but they had a Peter Phillips buffer in between them. (laughs) And we have heard that Harry did not speak to his father, um, Other than cordials, you know, obviously when they're there at events and stuff. But there was no discussion of where their situation is. And we are seeing more reports that Kate has become the glue almost of trying to mend some things. 
obviously don't know. I'm not there. Haven't talked to her lately, so I don't know what the real reports, you know, if that's true or false. However, we're hearing that she has been quite the rock throughout this, especially around surrounding the death of her husband's grandfather. And in the big news, I think it's big news. It has been reported that Princess Anne is the one that made the comment regarding Meghan and Harry's child's color at birth prior to knowing that we were going to have Archie. But Princess Anne, you know, was not leave, it up to the, leave it up to the nasty little sister, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, so that's a lot to put out there, a lot to take in. Obviously, very sad that Prince Philip passed away. The Queen has just celebrated her 95th birthday. And, um, yeah, so that's that's a lot. That's put out there. That's my recap. What do you have to say about it, Jeanette? So, with first with Prince Philip, um, it was very sad to hear that news. I did um, remember just in the nick of time about his funeral and um, remembering the time difference. So, I... I caught the ceremony um, for me, I guess, right at the appropriate time. It was right as they were carrying his casket out of um, Windsor Castle and putting it into the uh, Range Rover, the custom Uh Range Rover, and then them all lining up to walk behind him. So for me, that's, that's the appropriate time for me. I don't know what led up to that, but um, Uh so I watched that as well as the funeral itself. Um, a lot of music. <laughs> Say that. There's a lot of music. There's a lot of music. And he wrote his own funeral arrangements. Okay. So he made those arrangements prior to, which I understand is very common, especially in a royal okay. situation. They 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 know years in advance what's going to happen. So yeah. I'm assuming this was in his hands. Well, it was lovely. Um, I did like mm-hmm. that. And, and I didn't make too much out of the brothers not walking together. They didn't walk side by side at their mother's funeral either. So I'm just assuming that's just the way it's done. Um, so that was that was lovely and sad. And it was good to see Harry and William kind of connect outside. Um, it was good to see all the young royals there. Uh, the whole family was there. But it was nice to just have that attention on Prince Philip and let that be his day in the way um, I will say I got quite sad watching the queen. I thought, you know, it, not that it, she doesn't have, you know, come across as a human or superhuman, um, but it really humanized her. And you really remember that she really, at the end of the day is just a woman in love with the man and lost her husband of 73 years, 73 years. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> how many years have you been married, Jeanette? Been married 14 years. Um, we've been together 23, 23 years. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been married 17 years. And I mean, we're, there's no secret that, that marriage is hard, right? right. You're, there's never going to be perfect days that somebody's going to mess up things every once in a while. It just, <laughs> we are human, right? And we've heard all the stories. We know the the drama behind royal marriages and whatnot, and who knows what has gone on. We don't know for sure, right? I don't, at least. But the fact is, is that there was a common person in her life for 73 years. Yes. 
and she has made mention of the devotion between the two of them, the the way they work together, the way they, you know, compromised on things. He compromised his throne to marry her. Um, so all stories aside, the fact is there was a companion of hers for 73 years that has passed away. I mean, that's, that is some crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was difficult to watch, but you know, I'm glad I I got to see that. I don't, you know, it's kind of like a once in a lifetime thing. You don't, Mm -hmm. he's been around and and someone made the point on, um, uh, you know, the news that accompanies the ceremony on the news stations and of course, the American news stations always go to um, English people who are who live in England and are reporting on the news and are part of the English news uh, cycle, news over there. So, one of the journalists or people they had on the show, you know, made the point that you know it's it's difficult and it's strange. Um, it they do as a country feel a loss because there has never been a time in her life. Or in her parents' life, for that matter, that there has not been a Prince Philip. Yeah. So it's it's almost like, you know, wow, this is, life feels different for us. Because mm-hmm. we've always known the Queen as our Queen. And we've always known Prince Philip as her husband. And, you know, if you think about it, you're like, yeah, that that's true. They were married 73 years, but these are people who are nearing 100 years old. So people our age and even older and their parents, this is a loss. It's like someone who's been a constant in their lives uh-huh. and, you know, is as a part of their country for all these years and is suddenly gone and removed from your life. So that, that struck me in a different way. I was like, wow, you know, I, I never really thought of it that way. It was kind of like, you know, as a royal member of the family passed, it's very sad. Diana also passed, but there was a time in people's lives before Diana um, uh-huh. And I think that not that it wasn't tragic, it certainly was, but I, I get the different feeling among the two, both heavy and heartbroken in, in the UK, but on, on different levels. Yeah. Um, but it was a lovely ceremony or uh, funeral and he didn't want a eulogy and there was a lot, there wasn't a lot of talking. It was just kind of matter of fact. And it strikes me as that that re- strikes me as that's the type of person he probably was in life. Mm-hmm. So um, that was good to see. And then, yeah, absolutely, watching William and Harry, I did kind of want it, want them to stick on William and Harry the cameras to say, "Oh, let's get closer and see what they're talking about." But mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I kind of I, I did watch Kate kind of fall back. She was part of the group for a, a little bit, and then she kind of just fell back and let the two of them walk. So that was nice to see. Um, it was unfortunate that I think Megan couldn't be there because of the pregnancy. I understand why, you know, we've, we've been there. We, we right. know, and especially in the middle of a pandemic, I can only imagine that was, that was not something that would have been advised. Right. So um, especially at the stage of pregnancy that she's in, but um, nice to hear that she was set up with along with the other Royals of, of a, of a different stream than we got. She wasn't just watching the news like the rest of us. She was given access to the family stream. Um, she report was reported to have sent flowers with a mm-hmm. nice note to it. Um, personal. And on top of that wrote personal notes to family, family mm-hmm. members. 
So it was nice to see kind of the bridging of the gap start. Uh-huh. Um, but as you mentioned, there, my feelings towards her, I, I still like her as a person, but I, I find myself questioning things like even more along the lines of the necessity of things. Uh-huh. Why? And I keep going back. I, mean, I said this before when we talked about it, our whole episode last month of why are we doing the Oprah interview? Uh-huh. And I thought I was said, you know, I, I thought I had come to my conclusion of, well, this is why. Now I'm back to why did you do the Oprah interview? <laughs> you know, it's uh-huh. kind of, I, I find myself right back there because it was just kind of some unnecessary truths that or half truths or non-truths. I don't know. I don't know these people. But why are you putting yourself in the position to be subjected to more ridicule and more slander? And, you know, yes, it was. And and I do fault Oprah a bit because I think maybe the, you know, it's a tough call on Oprah because everyone was waiting for this, right? So the interview obviously took place before Prince Philip was in the hospital, before he was released. Um, or at, it was it was shown, I think, after he was released, but um, whatever that time it was. But they conducted the interview before they knew he was sick. And, you know, I don't know if you're in Oprah's shoes. It's hard to be an armchair quarterback, but was there ever going to be an appropriate time to do it? Because you do it. Right. You know, you, you didn't plan on him getting sick and getting in the hospital, even being in hospital at the time. But um, he was, and you released it. But then you go back to this wouldn't certainly wouldn't have been the appropriate time to do it after his right. death. Like you, you right. can't release that. But I go back to the Megan and Harry of why, why are, why are we doing this? And then I also I, find myself. I thinking, agree. Couldn't you have just retired as a Royal, but stayed? <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, Edward and Sophie have been Royals. And I would, I, I think non-senior royals up until Harry and Meghan left and just kind of living and enjoying life, doing their job, but not, they weren't people that I hear about on a regular basis. They kind of show up at events. You're like, oh yeah, there's Edward and Sophie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Their kids aren't one anymore. They're teenagers. So right. Right. I, I think there was a way, although I know it's probably more difficult being Harry you know, son of the future king, brother of the future king, son of Diana. Of course, he has less anonymity anonymity than those two. But wow, I I just find myself questioning if I don't know what went into their decision making. But boy, is she not coming across too well? Yeah, unfortunately, and, and I do agree with you. And I mean, we like you said, we brought it up in that episode of. Okay, what's the first question? Why are you doing this interview? Yeah. Um, I, too, agree. Like, yeah, if you want to have your voice heard and you want to kind of make some statements behind things, like statement as in a, a, a belief or a stance on something, right? Like, I'm all for that, and you should have every right to do that. However, <laughs> for people that say they just want to be left alone... <laughs> I I don't quite get like you already moved. You you already yeah. left. You moved. You're in the place you say you want to be now. You've started this multi 
million dollar company. You've got a new baby on the way. You're doing, you know, I mean, you're mm-hmm. kind of moving forward in that life. And for people that, in my opinion, made it seem like that's what they were looking for. Why are you going to throw some gas on the fire? That was my thoughts from day one. And I still believe it. Like I, again, I get if you want to have your voice heard. I don't agree with how Megan was treated if those things are true. Right. right? Um, I don't. However, <laughs> it, it was still, it, it was still maybe not the right way to go about it. Here's, here's an Winfrey interview. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oprah Winfrey, it's not like your local news station. <laughs> right. And here's the thing. I, I found myself in rethinking about the interview and hearing things that have, that had started coming out and re, re-watching parts of it. You know, even if you, you walk away from that life, what you're putting out there you know, you never said we aren't returning to England to spend time with family. You have made that extremely awkward now. Absolutely. Well, now you've got a super bright light on you when you even book a flight for your grandfather's funeral. Right. And I found myself thinking as someone whose family came out of the woodwork and just build these started treating you negatively and saying bad things about you and writing books about you um, right before your wedding, when it came out that you were getting married to the, to a prince and you were having this wedding for you to say how that affected you, you, in my eyes, went about it a different way. You said it in a nicer way, but you did the exact same thing. You, yeah, you still put your family on blast. You still put your family on blast. And and your in-laws on blast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. Which I don't care how you feel about your in-laws. I'll be damned if I do that to mine. Because. Right. There's just family. I ain't trying to start that family right. drama. Right. You There are some things that you just keep. Not, not that you should never voice them. But should those things be things that are held within the family. Right. Like, yeah. Right. We get it. This is a public family. But you don't have to tell the world your family problems. They're still uh-huh. a family. Uh-huh. Um, and to me, yes, it, it was her truth. And in fact, I read, and I don't know how true this is, but I read one article, and I will say it was only one, that said that they had been having regrets about doing I've the interview. I've as well. I've seen that too. Um, that they had really stepped back, taken a, a taken a step back and looked at it from all perspectives and really kind of thought we may not have done the right thing here. This, you know, um, and I get heat of the moment decisions, but wow, you've Mm kind of just, you've burnt that bridge. And I think it's going to take a lot of bricks, steel or whatever you're going to use to build it. It's going to take a lot to rebuild it. And while I think it's unfortunate that Megan couldn't attend the funeral, I'm almost glad that she was not able to attend for that reason. Probably for the better. It needs to be Harry who starts that healing. Um, Harry needs to be at this point because I don't feel like they blame Harry as much as they blame her. 
Um, that's just how I, I, I feel like if, if it were my family member, you know, I'd, I'd be on the side of my family member. It'd be all their fault. You didn't do this. Sure. Until. Um, so I feel like it needs to be him. He needs to be the one initiating the meetings. Um, sure. She can reach out and say happy birthday, write her notes or whatever, but she does not need to be the one involved in the discussions she needs to apologize where she may have offended. Um, and I think vice versa. They may ha- they need to apologize where they may have offended unintentionally. Uh-huh. I don't think anyone went into this purposely being hurtful. And even when I read about Princess Anne being the one, my jaw kind of dropped. And then you read, you know, you kind of scrunch your nose up and you're like, oh, but why? And people are still giving these excuses of, well, she was thinking about the royal family, and I, and I still don't know that I have a great answer for why she asked the question. But I still go back to their old school. Um, the conversation was had with Harry, and I think to her, she had the conversation with Harry, never intending that for to get back to Meghan. And I think that's where she takes issue with Harry is... This isn't something that I said, and if I said it, and I said it, you know, my intention was probably poor, and the wording I said was probably poor, but maybe I didn't say it intending the way that you took it. We, you Mm -hmm. maybe should have come back to me and talked about it and said, look, this offends me. This would be offensive to my wife if she were in the room listening to it. Is this how you feel? And if not, I'm giving you the opportunity now to correct yourself. Well, because Harry admitted he did not address that person. Right. He went and told his wife, and then they moved across the world. Right. And so why so are you- I'm I'm in firm belief as well. Yeah. No, I don't think she should have said it. However, I think it needed to have been addressed mm-hmm. before you tell Oprah. <laughs> right. And then you find out I was offended because Oprah's telling you that you offended your nephew. Like, Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah, that's the problem I think that I would have with it is not what was said because that, that could be wrong, but let's make sure that this person was aware that they were saying something wrong. Yes. You know, she's, oh, Anne's sitting in her cottage back there watching Oprah one day and was like, oh crap, that was me. You know, like, what if she doesn't realize? I don't know. I'm not making oh, excuses right. for and, Anne. I'm just saying. Right. Because you find, where I find myself having an issue with what did Anne mean is how do you really even bring that up in context where it's not offensive? Right. Right. <laughs> like, absolutely. Not like discussing whether your child's going to have brown or blue eyes because you have blue and your husband has brown or brown or blonde hair, or red hair, or black hair. You know, that that's not the discussion. We're talking about but it's color. But it's such an old school, like you said, family. And I think back to how my grandparents would speak about, you know, the terminologies that they used, not in a negative way, but it was because of how they were raised, maybe. Yeah. And maybe that's all they've ever really known. Of course, this was ages ago, but you, I don't, you know, 
I don't know. Who knows? We weren't there. And again, nobody addressed it afterwards. Like, it's like I heard it and now I'm going to go tell all my friends. And then that person is going to get back to them publicly like they've made a big post on Instagram or something about it. Right. It's just it's not. And I still I just don't agree that everything was handled the proper way. And why are you telling your wife? Unless she was like, I'm about to go have lunch and tea with Anne and blah, blah, blah. And Harry's like, oh, by the way, here's how she really feels about you. Which again. I was about to say, <laughs> guess what? Anne, Anne said this. She doesn't like you. Right. It just Go tell Oprah. And if Harry didn't feel comfortable addressing it in that situation, go to your dad. Go to your grandmother. Yeah. Go to someone and say, yeah. hey, this was a comment that was made in front of me. I didn't want to say anything because either we were in mixed company or I didn't want it to come across as disrespectful. Right. But I take issue with this. And this is something that, again, had my wife been in the room and heard it would have taken issue with. And it's something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. So I don't know if it needs to be addressed by you or if I, if you should facilitate the meeting, but something, but you know, this is not right. She is a part of our family. We are having children. They are going to be whatever they come out to be, whether that's brown skin, white skin, they're going to be children of mixed heritage though. That we know for sure. Uh Um, They may appear. I mean, we're not talking, you know, Megan's very light herself. So it's, you know, but of course she has genealogy and we know DNA, how DNA works. So there's no telling, but even if the child comes across a little bit darker in pictures with their cousin, so what? That's uh-huh. what this country looks like. That's what the world looks like. Uh-huh. What is the issue? I'm not going to be king. My son is not going to be king if that is what you're worried about. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, it's more than just the skin color thing. It's the whole wedding thing. And we got married in our backyard. But did you really or did you just really just kind of say some vows in front of each other? But it wasn't a We just had a quiet moment together. We just had a quiet moment together and had probably had a blessing. I wouldn't I would imagine. That's great. Had prayer, had blessing. Sure. You set them in front of a priest. But technically, you weren't married until those papers were signed. So you got married on the day we all thought you did. Yeah. Um, I mean, and even she should have understood that. <laughs> She's been married twice. This is her second time. She's not new to yeah. that. Um, just someone, just really just, she came across very much as a victim. Sad. She, and she looked and sad. sad. And I get that that's probably her truth. That's what she's living in. But then you hear, oh, they took my passport away from me, except for that time that I went to New York and except for that time right. that I went to Australia. Oh, and except for the time that we did the tour. <laughs> I can imagine, like, when I started hearing that, I'm like, okay, here's what probably happened. You're a royal. You're in the senior family. You're going to be traveling a whole lot. You have a secretary. Give all the important paperwork, license, passport, whatever, to the secretary because we don't want you getting all – Lucy goosey with it, stuffing it in your drawer and you lose it. And now we have to go on uh-huh. this royal engagement and you can't go. Um, yep. To me, if I had someone to do that, let me tell you, I can't find my passport right now. <laughs> so if the moment right. is I needed to like get up and leave the country, I can't do it. Well, so, and in, and in all honesty, like that, that's how it works with, um, I don't know, I, I guess famous people would be the yeah. word for it celebrities they have a assistant who basically 
has their credit cards, has their passport, has their stuff. Because, you know, Tom Cruise is not carrying car keys and his his cards go into, yeah, he's not walking into Baskin Robbins and swiping the card for it and stuff. It's, it, they, they have assistants like that. And that is, that was, that's fairly common. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I would be surprised if they didn't take my passport and stuff whenever I joined the Royal family. Like, yeah, but it was one of those things that I was kind of like, wait, you didn't realize this was going to happen. And you weren't thankful for it. Like, Oh, thank you. Yeah, for- yeah. <laughs> thank you for telling me that it's about to expire. <laughs> right. <I> <laughs> um, but like, she, the way she said it made it come off very much like she was a prisoner in her house. Right, right. <laughs> I was take, I, all my possessions were taken from me and I was locked away in a room never to see the light of day until they told me it was time. <laughs> like, right. And you're like, eh, it's not exactly how it went to down. Here for a baby shower. How much of a prisoner were you? <laughs> like, yeah. Pretty sure you just kind of skirted off. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, time will tell. We will see how Harry, Meghan, the whole family handles a lot of things. Unfortunately, I I do think that <laughs> some things are going to be on high alert um, now that Queen Elizabeth is a little heartbroken. She's a little, she's, she's 95 years old. Some things are going to be changing in the next handful of years. We have to be prepared for that. And just as those things happen, there things I think more things will come out, more things will happen, more things will have to happen. Whether Harry needs to come back for something, I'm not saying to like rule of any sort. I'm just saying like well, that's something we've always life. wondered. He'll be there in July for his mother's statue unveiling. Right. Um and you know, he left town and we'll go for that. Yeah. So there's there's by then. There's more things that we are going to see. They did release a photo yesterday of Megan and mm-hmm. Archie He's walking, cute. and it's adorable, and she has quite the belly. Yeah. So she's got to be getting fairly close. Yeah. We know it's a summer baby, she announced. So, you know, we'll we'll just wait and see. And so I am excited to see the new baby. Hopefully they won't keep it under lock and key too much. And you know, didn't have to worry because Archie turned out very light. Right. <laughs> he has a tent. He's very olive toned. <laughs> I'm sure Anne is sitting there watching the interview going, okay, like I, I don't need to ask on this baby. I'm good. I get it. Like, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. I was just didn't know. Like, beforehand. I she's like, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> just, I, I was like, Hey, <laughs> I was just curious, guys. Like, what? I, I didn't mean anything. Like, I, I don't know. talking about whether he had red hair right. or brown skin. Like, what will that look like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I am anxious. You know, I hope that things just get a little chill now. And, you know, unfortunately, it took Prince Philip passing away for Harry to go home sooner, you know, but. Maybe that's a good thing. And maybe that was a blessing that that happened and gave him that opportunity by himself. But we'll see. What's annoying me, though, about it is they've kind of put Kate on this pedestal like, oh, again, it's the poor Kate. 
You know, she is mortified that Kate, that Megan told everybody that she made her cry. And now she's the rock. She's the one putting everybody back together. Oh, look how elegant she looks at the funeral. She's. Which she did. She did. She She looked beautiful. (laughs) But I mean, it's, it's again, the press continuing this narrative, even after you've heard what's going on, um, continuing this narrative of, oh, look at Kate. And then there's Megan, you know, and they're both, I'm sure, lovely people. Um, and, you know, I, first, <laughs> I made the mistake of clicking on an article within Facebook about the royal family. So now that's all my news feed is, is like royal news from English magazines and publications uh-huh. that I've heard of. And, um, you know, the whole thing is William still just not approving of Megan because he thought it was too soon because he interviewed Kate for the job for years. I was like, he's probably more annoyed. Like now you made me look bad in front of my wife, like met Harry knew after a month and it took you <laughs> like five years. I was I waiting know. and now all of a sudden it's, and he's probably like, dude, you made me look really bad. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Are you absolutely positive? Cause if this doesn't work, it's going to look bad on you. But if it does, it's going to look bad on me. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I know Kate was the one right away? Like you did, but it's, I, I mean, I don't know. It just. Well, he also know. met Kate when he was in school. Right. And I'm like, you were 20. So, and they were yeah. in their 30s when they met each other. So they had a little move a little bit faster. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure it would probably not have gone over as well if he would have come home his sophomore year being like, yeah, I'm going to marry Kate. Yeah. I met her this weekend while I was in LA. And so we're in love and we're going to get married. <laughs> right. Like, I just don't think that would have flown because yeah. you are going to be king one yeah. day. Like that is different. We've said it all along. Everybody's got some different responsibilities on their shoulders. Therefore, you are going to get treated differently based on what position you're in. And, and that's the commoner. That's the, exactly. That's the nature of it. You know, so. She's a commoner who will one day be queen or queen, mm-hmm. queen consort, whatever. Queen consort, yeah. Because um, I do imagine had it been someone with a blue bloodline, a royal background, it wouldn't have taken that long. They no, said no. within a year we're getting married because that was already on the approved list. Yeah, nobody yeah. knew Kate. Everyone had to test her out. It's mm-hmm. not like Harry ma- marrying somebody again. Harry is not going to be king. He's like that's right, tenth in line. So right, a lot and, happened. And Kate passed all the tests. Yeah, you know she did, and it took a little while. And we still saw very you know fun and playful sides of Kate, you know, when they were dating and different stuff. And we've heard the stories about the lingerie show that she was in that William was watching or whatever, you know, but she passed the tests and now she, it also gave her plenty of time to think for herself. Is this a role that I'm ready to take on? Yeah. Cause it's not a secret. We know where William's going in life. Like if you don't want to be a part of this, while we're dating and you're seeing that this is going to be tough. Now's the time to get out, but she stuck it out. She wanted to make that commitment, obviously, you know, and And now she's having to fulfill that responsibility. Yeah. And the pressure that you have to have children, like that's not a question. You have to provide heirs. Yep. So I'm sure there was a lot done that we don't know about. A lot of things happening that we had no clue about. So um, yeah, it's, it's, we a never had different. to hear about what Kate's 
feelings and thoughts were when she first came to the palace, right? Mm-hmm. And and did she know how to curtsy? Did she get lessons on anything? Was she worried where her passport was? Like, we didn't hear any of that because she settled in the role. Yeah. And it's kind of been washed over now, right? But this podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Anyway, I think I think there will be more, you know, over this summer with the baby, the um unveiling of Diana's statue, those type of things are going to bring them to the forefront of news again. So we'll see where things go. Um, yeah, that's, that's our Royal (laughs) update of just what we've at least been seeing. There's just been little tidbits of things everywhere. And, you know, I mean, you can't help, but, but read them. At least I can't. Um, so moving on to, television royalty um nothing much to discuss except that Vanderpump rules babies are taking over yeah they are popping out everywhere um Stassi just had a little girl named Hartford mm-hmm. Lala has a baby girl named Ocean and Jackson Brittany recently had baby <gasps> Cruz yes and the last one that is already pregnant is Sheena. Yes. And she is due with a girl any day now. Okay. I was going to say, she's been pregnant forever. Yes. I actually, when writing these notes out, went and looked like at her, I think it was her Instagram page maybe. And she had a 40 week update on there. Oh, so, so she's there. She like, this was yesterday. So it could be. Anytime. No. Okay. Yes. Um, so we're on here. We'll break the news. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I will keep checking and refreshing. It was a, uh, so there's a lot of them that, you know, your Vanderpump kids are growing up, which mm-hmm. is, is funny to think. These kids that are waiters, waitresses have done all this stuff in under the Vanderpump name are having families and legit lives and businesses of their own and everything. And it's, it's crazy to see interesting, but good for them. So next up Colton Underwood, former bachelor is gay has announced this, the former bachelor star. He's 29 years old. He shared the news during a sit down interview with Robin Roberts on good morning America People Magazine reports that Underwood said he feels proud of his sexuality after a difficult journey coming to terms with his truth. Quote, I used to wake up in the morning and pray to God to take my gay away. I used to pray for him to change me and I can now wake up and pray to God and I can actually have faith and go into church and be present. He says throughout his time on The Bachelor, Underwood was dubbed as the so-called Virgin Bachelor, and the virginity became a frequent talking point on the show. Quote, the truth is, I was a Virgin Bachelor because I was gay, and I didn't know how to handle it. Now, Colton Underwood is a former professional football player. Um, Now he's like a professional 
Instagrammer or whatever. I don't know. But he also has been given a Netflix show um, that is in the works, apparently. I'm not sure if they were following him prior to his announcement, if the announcement was part of the show, if the show starts immediately after the announcement. I don't know. Um, But apparently there will be a Netflix series coming out with Colton in it, a reality style. Now, Cassie Randolph, the winner of Colton's Bachelor season, just like Princess Anne, I'm sure, found out that Colton is gay the same time everybody else did. Yes. She has announced that and said that she is still processing it. And that's pretty much all that Cassie has said in response to this announcement. Says that if you think back to when they were actually still dating after the show, um, they broke up. And then we find out that Cassie filed a restraining order against Colton because he had put a tracking device on her car. um, And then he'd showed up at her parents' house and her apartment and was kind of following her around everywhere after they'd broken up. Um, Cassie claims that in one occasion, Colton loitered in the alley outside her bedroom window and her parents' home at 2 a.m. and started sending alarming text messages. Then in early November, Randolph, Cassie Randolph, dropped the restraining order against Colton. And in a statement to People Magazine at the time, Colton said the two were, quote, able to reach a private agreement. What kind of stalking agreement are you reaching (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Don't daylight hours, but just don't be creepy and be outside my, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, that whole thing, I read that and I was like, I don't, I don't understand this, but my jaw hit the floor when I heard or read the news about Colton. I completely was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that I was shocked. Like, shocked shocked and then I started thinking about his season of the bachelor and the whole fence jumping thing and I was like he freaked out because that didn't that happen after he spent the night with Tasha and then he was like he didn't go on that date with the other I think he I think he broke up with them and then Cassie left Right, but he had spent the night with Tasha because that was yes. the one night that he had. Cassie had already left. Yes, and then he went and broke up with Tasha and yes. the other one. And the other one was a date. Yes, that's right. And he told them goodbye, and then went back and tried to get Cassie back. Yes, to come back after he she'd already left. And yeah, the whole fence jumping thing was was uber dramatic. Right, it was a big deal. Everybody talked in the about dark. it. They couldn't find him. And so then I started thinking about, was he just struggling in his mind? Like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Like, And, it, and you know, I thought the same thing. Does this all start to piece together now? And, you know, he always, and I watched his season. So uh, he always, in all honesty, came across very, 
kind of cutesy and naive a little yeah. bit on things. So they played up the the virgin aspect so much that I always felt a little bad for him because I was like, geez, quit drilling this in people's heads. Like, who cares? You know, like this is wh- whatever. Like, wh- he's waiting for marriage. Great. Good for him. And and then now I look back and, you know, I've seen so many, so many notes and stuff from people that have posted things online after this on Twitter and whatnot, whenever the announcements came out. Now, Bachelor Nation, all of the people under the contract, you know, that are still speaking on behalf of Bachelor and stuff have all shown major support for him. Fantastic. I support it all. That's great. But I... I take a little bit of issue with the fact that he agreed to go on the show. Well, he said he thought that was his answer from God. Of how to, of how to shake the gay out of him. And that just doesn't, I, I don't know. Again, I have a hard time because I don't agree with that. You know, like, so, again, thinking back to the episode, and I tried to find it and I, and I probably just didn't search for the right thing, but do you, did you watch that season? You watched that. Colton? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you remember when they got down to the home, the home, I wasn't really hometown visits. They, they met in like, I don't, some country and his family yes. was there. Yes. Just about who was interested. So during that whole time, I remember thinking, why is his family pushing so hard for this? They're a little bit judgy of him just being indecisive. They were like, no, Colton. And, you know, his mother especially was like, you have to, I started thinking, like, did they have an inkling that maybe, maybe he was? Had he had a discussion with right. him before? Right. Um, and I don't want to put it, put his family in any negative light, because I don't know. You just start of course, putting, sure. putting put things together. But, yeah, I felt the same. Like, I get it. He struggled, and I know that's a real thing. So I don't want to say it was, Absolutely. it was not a good choice for him to go on The Bachelor. And, it, you know, that was not, not fair to the women because I do think he was still struggling and I do think he still thought I could have a future with a woman and be a family. I I get that. So I'm, I, I'm, I think it's, you know, it is what it is. It happened. It's not like everybody else's bachelor seasons turned out with happily ever after. So (laughs) it's not like any of the bachelor seasons work out. So whatever. Very entertaining. He's one of the only ones that I watch from start to finish. Yeah, I was I was entertained, but I do feel for him. You know, it's that had to have been absolutely. Um, And I can also see how he kept it a secret all those years being an NFL player. That's not something you want to come out in the locker room and just be like, of course. But and I remember he dated Allie Raceman, the gymnast, and they, you know, so you know, I I think that's why. Not that. It's going to come, this is going to sound really bad the way I'm saying it. So forgive my princess Anne moment, but um, it's, he played it off very well, I guess I should say. Like, sure. It yeah. Was, you know, and I can see how Cassie was like, what? Like, yeah. Just from what I saw on TV, he, he seemed very genuine in his feelings and, um, connection with the women that season and I felt for him when he was like no Cassie's the one I want he went and fought for she wasn't my choice but I appreciated the way that he was like 
this is real life. I'm not right. going to choose a winner because the contestant I wanted went home. So I've got to choose from the two that are left. Um, I, I appreciated that. And it seemed very genuine. So I don't think he went on there to dupe anybody and to put feelings out there right. that are not real. Right. I think his feelings were very real. But at the end of the day, he was like, they're real, but they're not the feelings that I should be having for someone I want to spend the rest of my life with. I'm not, this is not a happily ever after for me. This is someone that I love as a person and I enjoy their company, but I've got to be true to myself now. And if I'm being truthful, this is not what I want. Absolutely. And I'm, I, like I said, I, I can, I don't want to even imagine how hard it's been and how difficult it's been for him. Cause that we know this is a struggle. Um, and I mean, my heart broke for him whenever he was talking about the struggles he had gone through emotionally and mentally when he was telling this to Robin Roberts. But like I said, just coming from, you know, thinking on the outside of it is kind of one of these like, ugh, the girls mm-hmm. that, you know, I think somebody, I saw somebody post something about like the girls that quit their jobs to come for Colton, you know, to be there for him because they wanted to have that chance and blah, blah, blah. Or the girls that, you know, uh, truly fell for him or this or that. I, I get it. Like I said, they're showing a lot of support and I haven't heard any negative response to it other than like, I just kind of hate, you hate that that has to happen, right? Like you hate that he was struggling so much that he just didn't know which way was left or right. And he could not come to his, his mind too. Cause he was on Becca's season. Okay. Yeah. Cause he went on the bachelor. Okay. Bachelorette. I mean, and then got put as the bachelor. Yeah. Is it Becca's season or Hannah's season? No, Hannah was on Colton's season. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I just, you, you hate it for both sides, right? Because, I mean, there were women out there that were truly trying to date him and kind of being put on television now with him in that situation. And then now, you know, this and their lives had forever changed because they were on the bachelor and stuff. So I think yeah, it's just that any different. What, isn't that any different than what was it? Colton season? No, it was the season after that. The girl with the blonde hair that ended up on bachelor in paradise and said she was a lesbian. Demi. Demi. Is that any different than her going on the bachelor to win the heart of, of a guy that ultimately she would not want to be within the future if she was living in her truth. No, it's not, not different at all. Or any different than the guys who pick someone, the people believe they're engaged and then their heart is broken on TV because you know what? I've changed my mind. I really want the other, the runner up instead. That's happened right. twice. So a lot. Yeah. This is, this is I, game show I think it was, <laughs> I think it was more the matter that, yeah. that he knew deep down before he went on the show and thought this would change something. Like you're almost setting up someone. If you would have followed through mm-hmm. with marrying someone, right. 
It's like you're setting that person up to live a lie. And while, again, like I said, I I empathize with the struggle that he was going mm-hmm. through. Like, I hate that because I would think that would be the hardest thing to be put in that situation. Your, your life is being shown on camera with these women and stuff. And, and you know your truth, but you're trying to fight past it. Yeah, you're going to jump a fence then, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's what, I, like I said, and I say it in an emotional way, not that I'm like mad at him for going on The Bachelor. Yeah. It's, it's like, I feel bad for him having to have gone through that. And what if something would have come to light? Like, what if he and Cassie would have gotten married? You know, and the whole time he knew that he was gay and he was hoping the bachelor would not make him gay. Like, I hate that. That's the worst thing. Like, I mean, I just hate that our society has put people in that situation. That's my. Yeah. I feel bad about it. You know? Yeah. yeah. I can So, yeah. yeah, that's just. You hate that somebody has to go through that. Yeah, I agree. But I'm glad he's able to speak his truth now. I'm glad he is at peace with it. Sounds like, from what he has said, his family is at peace with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm glad. Um, and, you know, he did say that he's not had an emotional connection yet with a male that he could see himself being in a relationship with. But... I don't know what this Netflix show is going to be or anything else, but maybe we'll, maybe we haven't seen the last of Colton. Yeah, we'll see. I wish him the best. Absolutely. Call us Colton. If you want to chat about it, just yeah, say you'll be on the show. <laughs> We're good listeners. Um, all right. So let's talk about Kim and Kanye. I mean, All right. So Kim and Kanye got divorced. They're getting divorced. Mm -hmm. Pretty much called it. I didn't expect this one to last. Unfortunately, I hate that that goes into it. Although they gave it a good run. They've got the kids together. They were married for seven years. Mm -hmm. Um, The positives that are on this now, and I think there was such a buildup to it. You know, we all saw this coming because of their time apart during COVID and stuff as well. Um, but, um, it does sound like they have come to the agreement for joint custody, which is really good news. That means that in my mind, hearing it, I then envisioned that they just weren't meant to be married together, that there wasn't, that there's not this hatred towards one or the other side because of something that was done. Right. Seeing whenever there's really no negotiations, no problems, no legal battles over custody. They're asking for no spousal support, or at least Kanye is saying, right. we can, we both have money. We can both just. Take That's right. And they had live. a prenup. Yeah. Yes. So with all of that, I mean, to me, it just sounds like, you know what? We're just, we've grown apart. We've, that's that. Yeah. And again, it's sad. Nobody ever wants to hear that, but sounds like they're actually going through a very pleasant agreement situation when it comes to the legality of the divorce. 
Yeah. Yeah, I hate it for them. And, you know, he's at his ranch in Wyoming and she's still in California. But yeah, like you said, they have four kids together. So there's always going to be that connection. But I, you know, sometimes opposites attract, but I, you're right. You know, you kind of think of the things that Kanye did and you'd be like, how does Kim put up with that? As, you know, that would drive me nuts, but I'm yep. not Kim. So, and right. Yeah, I think COVID maybe had a bigger impact on them and put a spotlight on any problems that they may have been having. Um, Because I think from what I understand, he spent most of COVID in Wyoming and she in California. Um, I think they were together at some point, but then he ended up testing positive for COVID and retired to Wyoming. Right. And kind of just stayed there. And she was there with the kids. And this is from her show, the one of the, I think one of the first episodes of this season where she was just with the kids 24 seven. And she's like, Oh my gosh, like this yeah. is, this is tough. I love my kids, but can I have like five minutes? And right. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, yeah. It, it's unfortunate. You know, you, I think in the beginning you saw their love story and it was like, Oh, I'm so glad that she's finally found someone who gets her who's not intimidated by who she is or what she has and actually appreciates her for what she does and what she has and does not try to hold her back by saying no don't post that naked selfie or no don't wear that kind of encouraged her to just be her authentic self and um I think vice versa until it became like everyone's sticking a camera in your face going hey what about what Kanye said about slavery hey what about what they said about supporting Trump you know it's like Right. Hey, what about what Kanye said about running for president? You know, like it was always became like, and I'm not saying that was the downfall of their marriage. I'm sure there's more pressing personal issues that did it because Kanye, those are just Kanye the public ones. It's not a secret to her. She knew Kanye more than any of us, and that's just what we saw in public. Um, I do think on Kanye's part, and this is I'm very I'm not clinical, but I, it's been discussed in papers that there may be some mental issues and some still depressed grief and remorse from losing his mother that's still there with Kanye. And I can only imagine how difficult it would be to support someone who's going through that. Yeah. And, um, agreed, but I'm glad that they're able, at least it appears to the outside world that they're able to do this amicably and without throwing trash and name calling at each other, um, and thinking about the kids in this. And so I appreciate that they're being very adult about it. Um, although I did see that Kanye was upset that everybody thought that Kim's filed for divorce from him <laughs> instead of like it being a joint thing. He's like, no, yeah, she didn't divorce me. <laughs> uh-uh, it wasn't just her. Uh-uh. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's sad. And you hate to see anybody going through that. And yeah, hopefully, you know, they can remain cordial. You you yeah. like to think that everyone like could be like Ben Affleck and Jen, Jennifer Garner and, you know, other exes who have been able to just maintain a friendship and right. be great parents to their kids. So I hope that for them. Um, I hope they both find whatever they want in this life, happiness, whether it's another marriage or just, you know, whatever that is. But Oh, I think there will be another marriage. <laughs> Please don't televise it. Let's just, Kim, let's just leave this one to yourself. Let's. 
just get together three days before your yeah. televised wedding and say some vows to an archbishop, an archbishop or something. Who will be your wedding? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that'll be fine. Um, so sticking with the Kardashian news, can we briefly address one of the dumbest news stories I think I've ever come across and had to report on, which is the Khloe Kardashian photo drama, a.k.a. I'm famous, a photo got leaked and I didn't like it. So I took it down. Like, yeah, the photos showed me like, as I actually am. So please don't look at that one. (laughs) Right. Like I didn't get a chance to filter it. So ignore what you just saw. Right. Um, so Tim Kardashian went into overdrive trying to erase a private photo that was, uh, showing Chloe, uh, outside by the pool in a bathing suit, um, shows her face, her body, everything. It's all, it's all her. Um, and then it did not have the heavy editing or airbrushing that we have all become accustomed to with Kardashian fame. So uh, page six confirmed that it was an authentic photo. Nothing had been Photoshopped. She didn't put her head on somebody else's body or whatever else. Um, And pretty soon the Kardashian team were yanking the photos down and you would be hard pressed to find these photos going through the news at that point. And really, they came out, put a statement and said, while we believe this image is beautiful, the color edited photo was taken of Chloe during a private family gathering and posted to social media without permission by mistake of an assistant, a.k.a. probably not an assistant anymore because I bet your ass was fired. Ridiculous. Um, Yeah, so... Boohoo, your photo was taken in a bikini, which sadly I thought you still looked fantastic in. And (laughs) you uh, didn't like it and you threw a little fit and had everybody take it down. If we could all be so lucky as to not have a photo posted by a friend or family member that we didn't like, you know. Um, but the world blew up about it. Like, okay, it's been widely known that they Photoshop or edit or filter everything they put out there. We see it. We know it. Mm -hmm. Um, the family is gorgeous, no matter what filter they have on. I don't care. And, you know, fine. She wanted the photo taken down. So take it down and move on. It's fine. Untagger or whatever it was you did. Like, just drop it. Everybody. Their camp, American public, whatever. I don't care. I think it's dumb. It's the dumbest story on Chick Chat. She made it into such a bigger deal than it was. It was her. I mean, there was no else in it. She was still had, you could still tell that she had a nice figure, that she had been working out, you know. It wasn't Jeez, like, no oh, she doesn't look any, it, she didn't have her extensions in. She had no makeup on. She looked like Chloe. Had she been, laughed and just been like, yeah, y'all aren't supposed to see that, but it is what it is. That's how I really look. Y'all know I airbrush my things. I can't, you know, it's, y'all know I don't have long hair. You know, she would have absolutely. Been like, yeah. Y'all weren't ever supposed to see that, but you saw it. So 
There it is. I would have been been like, yes, yes. Thank you. This is amazing. I love it. I think you look great. And yeah, everybody deserves like a day at the pool without having to be concerned about what it is you look like. Like if she would have laughed it off, everyone would have been like, that's why Chloe's our favorite. That's why we love Chloe. Now everyone's like, you're just as fake as the rest of them. You don't Absolutely. You're freaking out because we saw this photo. Yeah, you, you look like a normal human being. Like this is what my pictures look like when I take pictures. So, And honestly, you'll look above average. Okay. Yes. Let's be honest. This was not like, it was not like some beached whale out there with scars on her face or something. You know, I mean, she was, she's beautiful and it looks great. It was a nice picture and she looked, she looked happy. You know I mean? Did you see that? Like she was kind of smiling, almost laughing a little bit in the photo. They kind of just smirk it. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. So yeah, it just, like I said, dumbest story on Chick Chat ever. I, I can't believe we have to discuss fire, this. But I probably, my thought is she probably did. And that is a shame. Like, absolutely. You could have been like, oh, I wish you wouldn't have posted it, but oh, well, it happens. Just be careful, <laughs> you know, make sure mm-hmm. everything is approved before we do it next time. But hey, I don't know. I can say that not having, but again, I'm, I'm like, it's not like we thought the pictures that your face changes in every picture. So it's not like what we thought we were looking at was completely real. It was kind of nice to see the old Chloe, Chloe from season absolutely. one. Absolutely, And yeah, absolutely. And so I don't want to ever talk about it ever again. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. So our final story, I, I, I mean, there's there's no proof behind anything. I'm just curious your thoughts on it. This is the J-Lo, A-Rod, M. LaCroix drama. So on Thursday, April 15th, People Magazine reports that J-Lo and A-Rod have announced that they have officially, this time, for once and last time, called off their engagement. The couple says, quote, we have realized we are better as friends and look forward to remaining so. We will continue to work together and support each other on our shared businesses and projects, which, P.S., my daddy always said, never get into business with somebody you might divorce. But (laughs) next, we wish the best for each other and one another's children. Out of respect for them, the only other comment we have to say is thank you to everyone who has sent kind words and support. This announcement comes a month after rumors swirled that the couple had broken up and their wedding was postponed two different occasions due to the coronavirus pandemic. Now, the fun part of it is, is that A-Rod and Southern Charm of Bravo, Madison LaCroix, stirred romance rumors back in February with her claiming that they, quote, talked. Rodriguez was engaged to J-Lo at the time, and rumors of their relationship began getting a rocky surface in the wake of this scandal. Madison LaCroix claims that they talked but never got physical. Alex Rodriguez claims, I never even talked to the girl. And she says that they never met up, yet they were just acquaintances, but that he slipped into her DMs, right? Now, for any of us who are avid Southern Charm watchers and saw the reunion, we know that this was brought up there with 
code words and code names, <laughs> but that Craig Conover, who grew a pair this reunion, basically said and called everybody out and has claimed that Madison had told many people that these two had actually hooked up intimately and that everybody knew it. She had said it and whatnot, and that she was denying it for television because she had been silenced a little bit. So, again, J-Rod, uh, J-Rod, that's, I guess that's what they are. They're done. They're broken up. Do you think Madison had anything to do with it? I think and are you, yes. are you team A-Rod or team Madison? I'm team neither one of them. I've never been huge fans of either, to be honest. Um, yeah. Um, so I think indirectly, yeah. I, I mean... If you're J-Lo, you can't have your fiancé being brought up on Southern Charm because you dated one <laughs> or you slid into the DMs. Uh, yeah, because members. you're J-Lo. You're J-Lo, right. You're, yeah. So you're J-Lo and you're in the Super Bowl and you're everything of the sort. And now you're having to compete with Madison LaCroix? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. No, thank you. I think that was the beginning of the end. I think she heard that, questioned him, and then just kind of gave him the side eye, like, you know what? I'm not going to do anything right away because it's going to make me look like I'm jealous of that girl. And so we're going to stick it out for a while. Even when our and even when our breakup is announced, we're going to be like, oh, no, we're still together. We're going to do it when I say we're going to do it. So, Damn right. JLo's <laughs> driving this train, yes. mister. And I'm not going to be derailed by Madison LaCroix. Um, Yeah. And I, I have a gut feeling again, haven't talked to A-Rod lately, but I have a gut feeling that there was communication. Oh yeah. I don't know that anything went any further because I do believe that A-Rod's been kind of under a, a really bright light lately after being with J-Lo that I don't know that anything necessarily happened, but I think there was communication. And well, I think that there was some some reasons for mistrust, right? Oh, absolutely. And there were reports that I don't remember if it was in Miami or somewhere else, but that Madison and A-Rod were staying in the same hotel at the same time, checked in separately, different rooms, but that they were at that hotel at the same time. No sightings of them together, just confirmation that they were both in the same place at the same time. Uh Um. I mean, you know, J-Lo, is, is, she's one of those people where I always compare her to the runaway bride, not because she, like, runs away at the altar, but that scene in the movie where they're going through all the wedding dresses and the invitations. And, you know, J-Lo at this point has been married three times, engaged, yeah. I can't, it's five, six times? Like, eight times, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. I'm like, I see her as the engagement, the ring collector, almost. Like, yeah. So... I thought her and A-Rod made sense, but, okay. you know, I'd always heard things about A-Rod, like, 
maybe not the best boyfriend, maybe not the best husband, you know, but you know, again, I don't know these people. Maybe right. you find the person you want to be with and you change for that person and you find they're like, I'm ready to settle down. This is the one. That well, I gave them, life, but I don't know. I gave them the benefit of the doubt because they were both a lot older now. Yeah. You know, they, they, they almost been through some of their young and crazy moments, right? Mm-hmm. They've got children that are in their teens and older and younger, whatever, that are at pretty prime ages, right? That know everything that's going on and stuff. A-Rod has turned a lot more into a very businessman mm-hmm. role in his life. Um, and so is J-Lo. You yeah. know, while she's granted still performing and stuff, I mean, she's also pretty savvy in her business life. Like they can, you can tell they're both, they, I just felt like they were on the same page. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I honestly thought that was going to be a very good situation for both of them. Agreed. Um, but, you know, when in Charleston, guess you got to take Austin's sloppy seconds, right? I mean, if you're J-Lo, you can't be in the same conversation of Kristen Cavallari, Jay Cutler, <laughs> Madison LaCroix, <laughs> and now A-Rod. Like, um, I mean, you're A-list, like, A-list celebrities do not mix with Bravo. I dated Puppy. I dated Ben Affleck. A-Rod, you've got to go. <laughs> this is not. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't belong do in Bravo. this category. I don't do Bravo. Love Andy Cohen. I don't do Bravo. <laughs> no, I don't do Bravo. I don't do Bravo stars. And in fact, I don't even call them Bravo stars, A-Rod. You know, like. Kristen Cavallari's hit me up. I don't even know who that is. I had to look her up. <laughs> don't don't care. Yeah. yeah. Let's just say um, Lilo and Mark Anthony, they have always been my favorite couple. I liked it when yeah. he was with him. Well, they made sense as well to me. Yeah. Again, on sort of similar tracks of things, right? Like it just seemed like they were, they had these goals together. Yeah. I didn't understand the Ben Affleck one, you know. It came out of nowhere. Her dancer and all that stuff was early on. She was young and dumb and whatnot. But I, I just... I had a little higher hopes for this and you know, say la vie. Well, to continue, now we can just wait until the next love pops up for JLo. I'm not really going to be paying attention to a rods. So just wait for no, no, I'm kind of, yeah, same. And you know, same with Southern charm, you know, I mean, watch them and that's the, they are they are quickly rolling into the um, Vanderpump situation, right? Where they're aging out of everything. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Shep is like settling down for goodness' sake. Like, that's yeah. just a sign, you know. Um, I did see. I don't. This is off topic, but I don't know if you saw it or not. Craig Conover, who has often been kind of the joke of like the dopey one on on the cast, mm-hmm. and like didn't take his bar exam, didn't do this, you know makes pillows and sews now and yeah. stuff, right? Um, so two big things. One is he announced that he is opening up a storefront in Charleston mm-hmm. for the pillow business, right? Okay. Which apparently is booming. Um, so they now have like an actual storefront. You can go in there and you can do custom embroidery like on site and things like that with okay. his products. And an even bigger news, he's opened up his own law firm. Did he take the bar? He did. What? He passed. He kept it fairly quiet. 
He's been working on it on the side and doing some like work for friends here or there or whatnot, you know. But on his Instagram, he gave a tour just about a month ago, if that, of the new Conover Law Firm in Charleston. And it's got like three offices in there. And he's been working on it silently. And now he's opening up his law firm. He will still keep the pillow business and stuff, but he's kind of come to the point. I think, I think Craig was snowing all of us a little bit. I think he had that kind of bad run whenever he was lying about taking the bar and doing those things. But then after that, I think he just shut his mouth and just didn't talk about it much and was secretly doing some stuff behind the scenes. Didn't want to make a big deal out of it in case something didn't work out. But now he's got two pretty big deal businesses happening. And he said, you know, he's passionate about law. He was passionate about that. Always has been. It's just the timing wasn't right. And now it is. So good for for him, right? Glad to see him growing up. I know. Our little baby's growing up. So that's our show. That's what I got. There's good news. There's bad news. And then there's Princess Anne. So I don't know. I don't know where it leaves us. A lot of stuff up in the air. What's going to happen with the royal family? Who will A-Rod date next? Will Chloe ever show back up on Instagram? (laughs) You know, will Kanye be a good single dad? Will Sheena have her baby today? Like so many questions, not enough time to address them all on this show, but that's it. That's what I wanted to talk about. Fun show. So good to hear from you. I'm so glad that you're doing well and that we got a chance to catch up today. Yeah, me too. This is always a great time. It is nice. Yes. It's nice just to vent a little bit and chat and then, you know, just be a girly girl for a little bit and talk about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to talk about social things. We get all those all the time. We those real world events. We talk about the fun stuff. We talk about the dirt, the tea, (laughs) the tea and the dirt, dirty tea, ladies. (laughs) All right. Well, again, you've been listening to Chick Chat and we really appreciate you hanging out with us. We're just girls talking about things girls want to talk about. So hope you've enjoyed it. We'd love to answer any questions you guys have, or if there's a topic you want us to address, you can always email us at info at themesh.tv. Go visit the mesh.tv website to see all the other shows that the mesh has to offer. And please be sure to subscribe and follow along with us on Instagram so that we can keep you up to date on the new episodes that come out. And until then, Jeanette, I'll catch you on the flip side. See you later. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.